that does the will of my Father who is in heaven, he shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen. Dear faithful, each time we pray the Lord's Prayer, we make the following petition. Thy will be done. Many of us, like the rich young man in the Gospels, ask, What must I do to inherit eternal life? And in today's Gospel we have the spark notes answer from our Lord Himself. He that does the will of my Father who is in heaven, he shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Our Lord makes the answer as clear as possible. Doing the will of God is the key to our salvation. But do we actually understand and believe the simple and clear-cut statement of our Redeemer? The surest? Or do we overcomplicate things by perhaps coming up with our own scheme so as to attain eternal life? Let us not make illusions. The surest, safest, and quickest way to our sanctification and hence our salvation is fulfilling the will of God for each one of us in our lives. We, as sinful human creatures, are bound in every respect to do God's will. He created us out of nothing and sustains us in all things. Sinful creatures that we are, He freely and out of pure bounty redeemed us by His precious blood. At the end of time, He will be our judge. If there is anything, if there is anyone we owe anything to, it is Him. St. Paul reminds us, You are not your own, for you were bought at a great price. God alone has the right, in the strict sense, to tell us what to do, that His will should be law by fiat. When earthly authorities do so, they quickly become dictators and despots, when, when they force their underlings to do their own personal will, rather than governing by the dictates of natural law and human reason. But how do we know what God's will is for us? Many agonize over this question, especially those discerning their state in life. But God never asks for the impossible. If He wills our salvation, and if the key to obtaining that salvation is the accomplishment of His holy will, then His will cannot be all that great of a mystery. It must be easily discernible by the average person of average or perhaps less than average intelligence. St. Francis de Sales makes it clear for us. He writes, God's will can be understood in two ways. There is God's declared will, and there is His permissive will. God's declared will has four parts. His commandments, His counsels, the commandments of the Church, and His inspirations. Moreover, there is God's permissive will. We have to find this will in all the events, I mean, in all that happens to us, in sickness, in death, in trouble, in consolation, in failure and in success, in short, in all that is unexpected. God's will, then, is manifested to us through His commandments, not just the Ten Commandments, those are the bare minimum, but also through all of the counsels that our Lord has given us in the Gospel. 
This is the outward expression of God's will for us. We mustn't forget that the Church, too, being the mystical body of Christ and endowed by the Savior with an unparalleled authority, guided by the Holy Ghost and grounded in the promise that the gates of hell will not prevail against her, declares to her members that which God desires for their sanctification and salvation. The Church is our mother, and we must listen to her if we are to obtain our salvation. Extra ecclesium nulla salus. Outside of the Church there is no salvation. This isn't a doctrine that is passé or outdated, but has been continuously taught from the time of the Fathers and repeated by various councils, including, including that most recent and sacrosanct Second Vatican Council, and enshrined in the most recent Catechism of the Catholic Church. He who hears you hears me, Christ himself said, commissioning the apostles and their successors. God's will for us is most often signified in the course of our daily life by the voices of our legitimate superiors, unless what they desire is clearly opposed to the divine law. Therefore, the commands of parents, ecclesiastical superiors, government authorities, fathers of families, are to be received and embraced gladly as the expression of God's will for us here and now, hic et nunc. In addition to this declared divine will, the signified will of God, God sent us exactly what circumstances He desires for us through His permissive will. While God does not directly will or cause anything evil, He does nonetheless permit it, knowing always how to draw some greater good out of it, and directing all things towards His glory and our salvation. All things work unto the good for those who love God. Hence, sickness, the deaths of loved ones, failure, inclement weather, persecution, opposition, and disappointments are not things that we should flee from when they are sent to us. They are precious opportunities for us to grow in virtue, confidence in God, and holiness. While following the commandments of God, the commandments of our superiors, and accepting the manifold circumstances of our daily lives can be difficult and at times abhorrent to our initial desires, it must be done if we are to be saved. If you would enter into eternal life, keep the commandments. The commandments are not something that put limits on our happiness or prevents our happiness, but rather they show us the way to true and lasting happiness. Without embracing the will of God, we cannot find true joy, nor can we be saved. Holiness and perfection does not consist in leaving this world to enter the cloister that is only the lot for a chosen few. It does not consist in the length of our prayers or our self-imposed mortifications, nor in simply belonging to some third order or lay movement. and certainly does not consist in setting ourselves up as the arbiters of truth and condemning those whom we consider to be wrong. 
Rather, we find the will of God for us in the circumstances in which He has placed us, in fulfilling the duties of the state in life which we hold, and in observing the commandments. It seems as though that all creation follows God's will. The planets follow their orbits around the sun. The seasons continue to change. The tides ebb and flow. The flowers and the plants grow. The bees gather their nectar to fill their hearts. It is man alone who resists God's will. We alone are the rebels who, in our pride, refuse to obey. May we endeavor then to follow the example of the Blessed Virgin Mary, who practiced humility and perfect obedience to God's will for her in every moment and in every circumstance of her life. May we repeat her fiat in all circumstances of our lives when God's will is clearly made manifest to us. Be it done unto me according to thy will. May she help us to, ever, to imitate ever more and more the example of her divine Son, who came not to do his own will, but the will of the Father who sent him, and who said up to the very end, Not my will, but thine be done. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.